Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Experts Podcast. Uh, Carmen Braidwood, how Hi, are you? Yeah, going all right, thank you. Looking forward to meeting our next guest. Yes, a psychologist. Now, we've had a few psychologists come through the doors of the Experts Podcast, but none like this one. None <laughs> like this one. Her name is Donna Stambulich. She is the clinical director and founder of the North Perth Psychology. She's awesome. She's a commentator. She does everything. Hello, Donna. Hello. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful to have you. Donna, you are getting so much media at the moment. Um, I've watched you on TV. I'm reading your articles in the newspaper and hearing you on radio. Got to ask my first question to you, which is the medium that you prefer? Which medium do I prefer? The one that I feel the safest in is definitely print um, because I can control the narrative. I can make sure that exactly what's going out is exactly what I'm saying so I'm not misrepresented. Um, it's the easiest one to get right, let's face it. Um, mm -hmm. And, of course, you don't, you don't have the opportunity when you're writing to do those clumsy ums like I just just then so and then definitely radio um just did it again put me on radio any day of the week tv is absolutely terrifying it is like why am i doing this to myself it's like a form of self-harm almost i'm like going what am i doing it's extremely challenging very very hard well, it's a good thing that you've got Carmen Braidwood here in front of you right now just to walk you through that. And, look, before we do dive into that, Carms, mm. I'm amazed by the fact the amount of psychologists that I've worked with in the past, how much they actually fear. And it almost seems to me if psychologists who are trained professionals in understanding the way the mind and the way that behaviour and everything like that works, and if they fear the media then it made me feel a hell of a lot better around the fact that I'm not trained to be able to work or deal with that, that, you know, we can get there. But is it because psychologists maybe overthink it a little, maybe are far more conscious of what they're saying and maybe what their peers might think? Is that is that the reason? I think that's one of the reasons, Nick. Um, don't be fooled by our training. We are just... You know, in normal lay individuals with all of our own insecurities and hang-ups, um, and we're deeply flawed as well as humans. But I think we, I think you touched on something there. We see the lens, the, the world through a very different lens. So we're acutely aware of everything that can go wrong, will go wrong, could possibly go wrong, and our brains are like problem-solving machines, and we're also master storytellers. So, you know, our, you know, and what does every storyteller want? It wants 
us to listen. So it wants us to, to go, yep, you're going to have a panic attack, you're going to stumble over your words, you're going to make a fool out of yourself. What's oh, your yeah. neighbour going to think? I'm going to, you know, my kids are going to be like cringing at school. Like it just goes on and on and on. So, but we do have the techniques. I'm I'm a deep, well, I like to think of myself as an introvert. I'm actually probably not an introvert really, but I'm a deeply private human being. So it's actually very, very challenging to do media. So I have to really deploy all of my strategies um, to actually get myself to do this type of stuff. And that's, you know, breathing techniques, reminding myself that there is no, there is no tiger, Donna, there is no tiger, it's just a camera. You know, you're not going to die at the end of this experience. Like it's, it's okay. So it's, it's hard. It is hard. And, and if it was, right. it's practice that helps you get there. It's very learnable. It's the same as any skill that requires a bit of talent. If you put the effort in, you're going to get it back in spades. So maybe Donna, you can talk us through, you've just described so many things really beautifully that go through our head when we're sitting there in front of the camera. Um, talk us through a strategy. You mentioned breathing exercises, but maybe you could just talk us through that those five seconds before you go live on TV. What do you do to help quieten all of those stories that you start to tell yourself? I really try and just bring my focus into the present moment because if I'm in contact with the present moment, everything's actually okay. So I might quickly do a scan around the room and go, okay, what are, what are three, you know, black things I can see or what are five things I can see? I might um, tap my fingers, I might just sort of, you know, bring myself back into my body and just slow my breathing. And I always, you know, often before I go on live TV, I might ring, I think I spoke to you, Nick, that day of, of the last one. You were like, I still get nervous. And so I've got mm. like a little Nick or a little Bev on my shoulder or um, Marnie Lishman told me a little trick like mm. when she, before she goes in, she just goes like that and that snaps her in. Um, mm. So just whatever work, whatever I can, whatever my mind can retrieve, at that moment in time, I'm going to use. It's such great little tips because I think you, I think too many of us are, are, are too conscious about trying to say the perfect things, mm -hmm. to deliver the perfect response, to to be something that you're actually not, and it's it's real pressure that actually then uh, it harms the the natural character that is within you to deliver and. Uh, Donna, I, run, I want to bring up a story with you because you did a piece on Channel 9 that you were highly critical of yourself after. I think it might have been one of your first television experiences. When we went back to review and in front of about six or seven others, it was the most heartwarming. It was the most real. It was the most authentic piece of TV we'd seen for a long, long time because you were being real. You were being you and... I think sometimes because we are our own worst critics, we, we sit back and can we can pull and pull apart every little thing. When you go back and have a look at it, it was remarkable. It was very good. Yeah, that was really confronting for me uh, going back through that experience and actually getting that feedback from you guys in front of all of those people. It was mm -hmm. um, really priceless actually to to understand that it's actually okay to because we're seen as experts, right, or specialists, and we're, you know, and sometimes because we've got so, so much knowledge going through our brains that we think that we need to 
impart all of that in one, you know, in one bite. And it's just impossible. So we're going to make mistakes, but to bring yourself to the camera and have that balance of being ethically considered, being making sure that the, the delivery is correct, that you're not delivering misinformation around psychology, but mm. actually bringing, you know, your authentic self and being relatable. And that's my, that's my superpower in session. You know, when I'm in a clinical situation, it's my relatability that it comes down to time and time again. I'm not being nervous. I'm just being myself and I'm just being normal and natural. And I think, you know, once you let that persona sort of slide away in front of the camera it just becomes a lot easier so and there's you know I did some media training yesterday with Simone and some of the takeaways from that were to to bring me back into the present moment were so invaluable and so for me it's like repeating the question back to the presenter to keep me focused on on track reminding Mm. myself I don't have to give, you know, the first year of Psych 101 in the answer. <laughs> it's just to provide education, information, strategies, tools. Yeah. Done. That's right. And you really reminded me there, Donna, as you talked about uh, how you actually managed to be relatable and be in your authentic self of a really great confidence hack, right? Watching yourself back on TV, as you just described, is really intimidating. And often we can get that post uh, broadcast engagement regret. You sit there thinking, oh my God, I could have said that 10 times better. And I can't believe that came out of my mouth. And I can't believe I talked over the presenter there. What was I thinking? You get so angry at yourself and you have to remind yourself, A, it's up the stick now. It's gone. It doesn't matter. Move on. Uh, But B, once you watch it back, it's not going to be as bad. But the thing you can do to see yourself in your most authentic is watch yourself in in your profession, in your zone of genius. So if you can find a way to get a recording of yourself in one of your therapy sessions. And I'm saying this is something you could do ethically within the practice. It doesn't have to be for public use, right? It's merely a bit of feedback on your own self that you can use to review your performance because that's when you're at your most authentic. That's the stuff that we want to see on TV. And if you can find a way to kind of create a little trigger and get back into that spot. That's what you want to do before you get on camera. And, you know, that's all we're asking for is, as TV professionals, as, as radio professionals, we just want our experts to bring that same magic that they bring to their clients every single day. And and and, and if we could get that, like I, I feel like I do this kind of work because there have been so many times I've sat there with a person who's come onto the show who's just way overthought the whole thing. And if they could have just got themselves into that place where they like to help people, then that would have been so much better. So you, you, it sounds like you've done all the necessary work. Was it hard for you to realise you've got to prioritise, you know, through investment of time and money, getting good at this? Like how did you convince yourself that you needed to do this? I think it initially started because I wanted to help more people. I wanted to raise more awareness on a larger scale. Um, so it really began as a bit of a personal challenge. Um, to challenge myself, to put myself out there a little bit more and to be seen and to be heard. Um, and it is really, really difficult to balance um, the competing interests. Um, now I'm going to come back. Can you ask me that question again? Because I just went way 
way off. <laughs> no, you're right. No, no. What I'm really keen on is understanding that for a lot of people, it's just a line through the sand. I will not do TV because I don't want people to think it's all about me or that I'm big noting myself. Did you, what got you to the point where you thought, oh, hang on, this media thing, if I learn to be good on TV, if I learn to do radio, it's really worthwhile? Well, I think it is worthwhile because there's only one of me, right? And there's such a shortage of psychologists in Australia at the moment. And it really started out um, on ABC Afternoons with Christine Layton. And that was like this great platform. I realised that I could actually reach a lot more people just in fifteen in a 15-minute bite. And then yep. from that, of course, it's free advertising, sort of, because you have it's an investment in time and it's a fair exchange. But Bronnie, you can't say free advertising on the ABC. No, you can't, <laughs> but, but we will. But it was. Um, Let's they're face great it. At ABC. They've been a huge supporter of me, which has been really, really nice. Um, but, you know, whenever people say to me, you know, I, I can't do that or blah, blah, I say, well, not with that attitude, you can't. And so I just try and live my life by, you know, my value system and what the advice I'm giving out to other people and, you know, I think secretly I, I, I want to be out in the media. I want to be known um, and that's okay. It's okay to own that. Yeah. I love that, Donna. I love that. And you know what? It's the attitude that you kind of have to have, isn't it, Carms? You've got to mm-hmm. want to own it. Yeah. Um, it, it's so critical. Um, I, Carmen, you've just said something over our whole 12 months this year that has just got me absolutely excited, a zone <laughs> of genius. I'm using this. This is mm. – you've just – You've just you've just got me thinking about something there that is critical because again for Donna your zone of genius is when you're working with a patient when you are dealing it and you know you're confident you're absolutely killing it and yet we've still got to apply that into the media space as well I I, I don't think enough about that that's a really mm. good point so listeners go find your zone of genius it is uh, it is brilliant. You heard it here first, coined by <laughs> 2023. I can't believe it's the first Donna, you've got it. You've- <laughs> it is brilliant. It is, it is the line. Mm. I think it's going to be on it. We've talked about the the uh, the word of the year, uh, <laughs> but I can tell you that that is the word of the podcast. Um, Donna, so you've got that enthusiasm, you've got that energy, and there is a little bit inside you that wants to do this. Mm. Um what do you see as the challenges, though? I mean, obviously, you've got, you're walking through and you're working through the things that you're trying to get past as far as your personal performance goes. But as a psychologist, um, you, you work in an industry that's heavily regulated, that's obviously gets very deep and personal as well. And I know that's the reason why media loves to talk to psychologists, because you can break it down. But what are the challenges there for you? I think the main challenges are, number one, making sure that you abide by your ethical obligations to to the um, the practice board. And that's pretty easy to do, actually. Um, you just There's certain things that you can't do and you just stay away from that. Uh, number two, I stay in my lane. I only say yes to things that are in my wheelhouse. I don't mm-hmm. say yes to everything and I'm very strategic about what I say yes to. Um, so I don't I, – I, I figured out very early on what's, what sort of stuff I wanted to talk about and how I, want to be, how I wanted, be, wanted to be 
portrayed and I wanted to be portrayed as being able to talk to um, really some serious issues like there, I've talked a lot about domestic violence, my 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 expertise, or I'm not actually allowed to say expertise, my special interest is mm-hmm. in addiction. I have a history, personal history of addiction. I talk about addiction all the time. Um, I have a criminology degree. I can talk about general psychological disorders, but there's some stuff that I just won't touch. Mm. Um, some things that I hear, some things that I don't think would be in the public's best interest for me to share in terms of what I see in clinical practice. Um, So there's that management. And, of course, if you put yourself in the arena, you have to expect that you're going to get shot down. People are going to criticise you. Um, I did that wonderful, my most favourite print piece I did was um, why are we missing Martin McGowan? Like, I loved it. It's like I just loved writing it. It just flew off. And my cousin, my, one of my cousins that night, he sent me a message, goes, don't worry about the haters, Dons, you got this. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean, what haters? And I went online and I read all these things and I was just like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, mm. people were like really you know, misinformed, you know, saying things like, well, you know, you didn't have a family member that you couldn't get to, you know, over in the eastern states. And I'm thinking, well, actually my brother couldn't come to my dad's funeral during that time, but we mm. understood. We understood as a family that there was a greater good and that. So if you're going to be in the public forum, you've got to be, you've got to have thick skin, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm into banter. I'm like, I'm that great Aussie you yeah. know, larrikin. Who, who else contacted you, Donna? Who else contacted you? Oh, oh, because of that um, article. Oh, the one and only Mark McGowan, State Daddy, <laughs> he rang me that morning. <laughs> he said, he stalked me on Facebook or, or however he found my number. And he actually, and that's another reason why I love this man because he took the time to track mm. me down and just to thank, thank me sincerely for my mm. words, and that was just really lovely. So that was a really good feel-good moment. Yeah, no, I do love Unreal, to tell the story it? that Mark rang me the day that I got sacked at 96FM, you know. So, like, those are the stories I think about Mark McGowan that have infiltrated the the psyche here in WA and why he was so well-liked, you know. So that that's pretty cool. It's, I'm not well, Mark McGowan, he that. rang me. He rang me to make sure that I'd left Western Australia <laughs> and I'm now living in South Australia. <laughs> yeah. So, right I out. heard he was the reason why, he, why you were the reason why he left politics. <laughs> no, no, that's true. He, I was not one of the haters on there, Donna, but I can assure you it wouldn't have been an article that I was writing. But you know what? You kind of need the haters. You kind of yeah. need that kind of uh, conflict to make the story even more relevant. And I'm not talking about being sensationalist. I'm actually talking about the fact that you need to have an opinion and position and back it up with something that actually people can actually at least think about or at least yeah. have something else to uh, to focus on and, and maybe potentially change their way of thinking or maybe even reinforce their own way. But it's so critical to have that conflict. If we all thought the same, wouldn't life be boring, honestly, mm. wouldn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now... We're heading into 2024, and uh, you mentioned around the fact that um, you know one of your key 
areas of interest is domestic violence. And we're hearing a lot about coercive control. We're hearing, uh, and, and, and tragically, a lot of front pages at the moment are dealing with the fact that women are, are being brutal, brutalised uh, by men. Um, this is not a story that's not going away in 2024. How do you work and deal with that? Donna, because I dare say even taking in that kind of content and that kind of information and having to deal with that as a psychologist, it's how do you deal with it personally? Yeah, I think, and it's not just that issue of domestic violence. There's a whole lot of other issues that, and it's not going away anytime soon unless you, you I mean, it's a, it's a systemic approach. This is a long-term ingrained um, societal problem that is, there's no quick fix, but just generally speaking as a psychologist, it's a privilege, but it's also a burden. So I have the benefit of being middle in my career and I have, I'm, I'm a seasoned psychologist. I've been around a long time. I've got really good, we, we have to have really good coping strategies. So I hear a lot of terrible stuff at work. Um, we all do as psychologists and it's very hard not to take that on and take it home. So my private life, my, my at-home life, it, it needs to be happy land. I, I don't I, I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch <laughs> lots of violence. Um, we play lots of music, laughter. Like we are we are so funny at home. My kids are <laughs> so funny. Like they're like, Mum, that is like over the top. It's just you know we have to have really good strategies because you know the stuff that we hear and just society in general. Like it's, it's going down the down the gurgler like people were idiots like honestly like even even being out on the on the road you know people road raging and Mm. all all sorts of stuff so lightheartedness fun jokes don't take yourself too seriously Donna, as you move into those commentary pieces, you know, you did mention staying in your own lane, but you've still been able to branch into more general commentary. So critiquing, you know, why we miss the the former Premier, you're starting to talk about other issues at a societal level, domestic violence, obviously you've got that expertise to go with it. But but how do you decide what the issues are that you're going to focus on? And and maybe you could give us a preview into some of the other opinions that you've got that maybe uh, if there's a producer listening, they might want to pick you up and use. Um, I my dream would be to have a regular spot, be it on Sunrise or on one of you know on seven or nine or even um, a column in a in a paper, and it's mm-hmm. you know what the trends of what I'm seeing in clinical practice, like, because I I'm ahead of the curve because I mm-hmm. I hear all of this stuff I see the patterns before they actually even hit the media, and so sometimes I just I pick and choose. Um, like I read a lot, I'm all over LinkedIn, I, I read the West every day and something will pique my interest and I'll go, I can link that with that and that would be mm. really cool. Like that piece I did last year on um, booze is the wrong drug of choice. Yeah. I was talking about alcohol versus marijuana and, of course, that's in my wheelhouse, that's in my lane. That yeah. got so many hits and generated so much. That was like a half a page in the West with a big cannabis leaf. I got so yeah. much radio out of it. So it's just 
um, yeah, I'm in a very unique position to actually mm. be able to see what's happening in the community on a minute but also on a, on a broader scale. It's really cool. But I think that is the critical uh, bit of uh, advice for any expert that's listening to this today is that consume the media that you want to be a part of. Mm. And, and the fact that you are doing that, Donna, and seeing an, an ability and an opportunity to link uh, those kind of stories, it's so critical. I, I think we are very much and have been and the amount of experts calms that I've spoken to in the past mm. that are head in the sand and say, and this is, and I hear this a lot, oh, I, don't, I don't consume media. I don't yeah. have time for it. Yeah. It's like how can you and why would you want to be a part of the media if you don't actually consume the media that you want to be a part of? Mm. It is just frightening how that is. So all hats off to you, Donna, because I think that is that's critical to do that. I, I, I think we need to be a part of the media. We need to consume it. And if you can be that best media asset mm. by tapping into that, you, you're going to go far, aren't you, Carms? Oh, absolutely. Mm. You know, at the end oh. of the day, we need the content. You know, we need you to provide us with that content. So it's it's very welcome yeah. if you hear from someone who goes, I read this thing in the paper and I connected that with a trend I'm seeing in my patients right now. Um, here's an article. Yeah. I bet you get great responses when you put those things forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also the other thing is that you never know when the phone is going to ring during the day. Um, you don't know if there's going to be a reporter on the other end that say, hey, can you, this has just happened, um, have you heard about it, um, can you speak to it? A few times I've been caught out because I haven't read them all, or I haven't had the update or I've been in session mm. and I just go, I always say yes, I do know about it, quickly mm. doing a Google search at the same time <laughs> I don't. Um, mm. Yes, you can be here in half an hour. So, and you have to be on top of that stuff because if them and and I think that's another really important thing is if if you get these opportunities with the media, especially the news outlets, if they ring you, you have to you, you say yes. You have to you open up your day, you move things around um, mm. as much as you can to make it happen, and you make it as easy as it it, it can be for them, and be as prepared for that as as you possibly can be. Um, it's just a no-brainer. I'm media is like it's the first thing I, I, like, I get the notification the night before I go. I know what's already going to be on the front page of the West Australian before I even go to sleep, mm-hmm. and it's the first thing I do in the morning. Oh, you are the media stable dream <laughs> expert, Donna. Yeah. And I've got to say that I've been enjoying the balloons going through your screen um, every now and yeah. then uh, on your filter. It has That's been like outstanding. Things. It's uh, it's gorgeous. Now, we've got, a, we've got about five minutes left, and, and I, I think I really want to hit home some of those things mm. that you just talked about there because I think it's more than just your expertise that is on show. It's an attitude. Mm. And it is also to something that is inside you that you want to do. So I think we've covered off. You've got a, a little bit of an innate ego to take this further and wider. I think you've got that energy and almost that um, that passion to, to to make sure that you can potentially help or support people. Um, you're sort of almost the perfect expert there, Donna. I mean, at the end of the day, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> oh, there's lots and lots I can't do. Nicholas, <laughs> of course, there's lots of things mm. I can't do, uh, like all of us. But do you know what? I'm gonna. We, we. I understand the fragility of life. We're only here for a really short time. Why not just have a crack 
and have a go at everything in life and see what you like. And, you know, I, as much as I'm terrified when I'm, you know, about to go on live TV and I'm, I'm like, why am I doing this? The adrenaline hit that I get after, because I'm a dopamine junkie, I love that stuff. Mm. It's worth it. So there's a, there's a payoff. But, of course, there's lots that we can't do. But let's not <laughs> die wondering what we can't do. I'll cut this out so that I'll set, when I send it to nine and seven in Sydney that uh, you can do everything. Um, we've got you oh, locked in. That's the correct answer. Yeah, I can do everything. You just you give it to me, I'll spin it. But I think I think there's a lesson here, isn't there, Calms, in that yeah. we, we can't always, because I think we're in a position when you're in your early days of establishing yourself as an authority and to say yes to everything, it's so critical. But I think that that wheel will turn where you have to be, also to very select and very um, also to you'll get to a point where it, you will be able to say no because it, it, it is something there that you'll be instead of pitching stories to media, they will be ringing you up and contacting. And I think that's that's when you get to that different stage in your expert um, space, your expert life is that you once you've built the, the foundations of that authority, mm. um, then you'll start to see a very different approach come from media. Uh, we're getting close to the end. Donna, if you're, if you were to give one tip to someone listening today, if they were thinking about engaging the media, if they're thinking about wanting to put their expertise, putting themselves on the line, and you've put yourself on the line many times, and I've got to say, and done it beautifully, what kind of tip would you give them? My number one tip, without a doubt, is to engage with a media expert trainer like someone like media stable you guys have been absolutely invaluable um, because you you get walked through the process you have your hand held when you need your hand held you <laughs> the guidance and support the level of expertise this is like this is not pre this is not a, a setup <laughs> checks in the mail <laughs> <laughs> this is not a paid advertisement. I'm being 100% like there's no way I would ever have even – I just cast my mind back to that first radio show that I did. If I didn't have Bev on the end of the line coaching me and giving me tips and feedback and just being my cheerleader – um, and also, you guys are the ones that get us the gigs, that get us the possibilities, that actually put us out there. There's just it would be totally unobtainable um, unless we, unless you engage someone like Media Stable. Did not expect that at all, Donna. Did oh. not expect that at all. But thank you. <laughs> um, I, I will, I will throw one straight back at you. When we're working with experts that have your energy, your desire, your appetite, and also to um, ability to deliver. It makes our job so much easier. So um, it, it's it, it's 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 kudos to you as well in, in your ability and drive. And I think that's the real key message I want to get out of this one, Calms. Mm. Um, is that I almost want to hashtag be like Donna. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Be, be. Zone of genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zone of genius. Yeah. We, we've, we've come at oh, some rippers here today, absolute yeah. rippers as we draw <laughs> to a close of the year. Um, no, well done, Donna. That, that's outstanding. I think, Carms, it's just an attitude. It's an attitude. And we talked about it. You talked about it. You were very, very passionate about own your own authority, own your own space in the past. 
Mm. Um, Donna epitomises all of that. Yeah, Donna, I can definitely uh, echo Nick's statements there. It's really important to, even though you're an expert, right, admit that you can use some support, you can use some coaching. I meet a lot of people who tell me, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I don't need the media. I don't need training either. You know, I can just engage it if it comes my way. Uh, People think that they don't need to be ready in case there is a crisis they need to respond to, which just blows my mind. You know, any one of us could have a potential media crisis on our hands in this day and age the modern media you know we're just we're just so vulnerable to those kinds of things so it's really important to be ready to handle it if the phone rings or if the camera's there at your doorstep one day uh, particularly if you're a specialist in some kind of expertise so yeah it's very refreshing to hear from someone with enthusiasm to admit that they will need the support and also that they want that exposure when it can work for them because it can absolutely do wonders Well done. Well said. Donna, thank you for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Uh, if people want to get in t- contact with Donna Stambulich, how do they do that? They can simply Google search me, Donna Stambulich, or check me out on Instagram at Donna Stambulich or through North Perth Psychology or recode me, drug and alcohol rehab. Hmm. Outstanding. And, and definitely follow Donna on LinkedIn um great content and you'll catch up with all of her news articles radio and tv does that very well welcome to another expert in the banquet fast approaching the end of 2023 and looking forward to 2024 uh another good one yeah and uh we look forward to having your company when we catch up with another expert or another media next week Ta-da. bye thanks guys You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.